This episode of Beer and Bullshit is brought to you by Woodhouse Brewing Company in Toronto. Woodhouse brews the refreshing beers using only choice ingredients and no preservatives. Check out their brew pub in Toronto today and enjoy their newly opened patio. Welcome to another episode of Beer and Bot. Oh, I did it again. Hey, hey, woo, Beer and Bots. Let's do it. Beer and Bots. Does anyone call them bots? I think we were the only ones that called them bots. This is Beer and Bullshit, and we're already talking about doing drugs in high school. That didn't take long at all. Uh, no, no, I was talking about drinking bottles. What? Uh, oh, I was talking about shorthand for bottle tokes. Oh. Grades 11 through 13. But we don't need to go there. How are you doing, man? Uh, doing well. Doing well. Um, my cat went missing today. That's got me a little down. You know what? I heard that. We live in the same neighborhood. I heard about the hot cat, Goss. Sundew, if you're living in the old north neighborhood of London, Ontario, and you see a cat that's brown and whitish, I don't even remember what your cat looks like. <laughs> yeah, brown, white belly. Um okay. And to that one person, anytime somebody goes onto our uh, Old North Facebook page and says that they've lost their cat, who says, you know, your cat should really be indoors, um, I'd like for our listeners to know that, that I want that woman to go fuck off. Does someone say that on your post about your missing on cat? Every single time there's a missing cat. <laughs> Good luck. You should really keep your cat inside. I'm like, hey, thanks. Thanks for, uh, thanks for your life advice. I do that with missing children posts. I think that's more important than cats. So that's the work I do on Facebook. So you're one of these uh, Amber complainers when uh, oh, to, to the police? I was trying to sleep. <laughs> oh, God, no. That's I was not- watching the World Series. Come on. <laughs> you know how mildly inconvenienced I was? Okay, wow, we're already talking about Amber Alerts. This is going to be a good show. Uh, you haven't been here in a while, and uh, I haven't had a beer person on. This will be beer and bullshit episode three in a row without a quote beer person and i've had some feedback on that uh one guy in particular does not like it he's figured out my trick that when it's a uh maybe not so real interview the person's name is in quotations he he finally figured that out and he's like okay i get it but two bullshit ones in a row come on so i apologize we got to get some beer people on the show we did have one lined up tonight and uh the person pulled out at the last minute. So we will uh, be back on track shortly. I I like the improvised ones a lot, actually. I have a lot of fun doing them, but uh, I guess they're not everyone's cup of tea. I think it's love it or hate it because I get some really good feedback about those ones too. Well, I think you got to keep a bit of a fresh mix, right? I mean, it can't be all beer industry all the time, but I, I get what somebody's saying there. It can't, can't necessarily be, quote, real people all the time either. Yeah, well, it's beer and bullshit, so it's like they get equal billing, or it's right in the goddamn title of the show, right? Yeah, I don't think it's false advertising. Anyway, maybe I'll just go all improvisers all the time now, just to fuck with that one person. It's probably the same person that comments on the cat posts on Facebook. Probably. (laughs) That bitch. (laughs) Whoa, your words, not mine. (laughs) I can edit this. (laughs) I make myself look good. Um, so yeah, we're going to do it. We've got some good beer guests lined up soon, but we also have some funny, uh, 
funny improvisers too. So I'm I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want because this is free and uh, you didn't pay anything to listen. So uh, I'm gonna have a sip of beer. Cheers. Cheers, Benny. What uh, what do you got tonight? I'm drinking the Clifford Brewing's Porter. Just the amazing, reliable go-to porter. I uh, I would put it in the top porters in the entire province. What do you got there? Wow, that's high praise. Well, Cliff, uh, I mean, Brad I... Clifford's make, been making good beer for a long time. You know Clifford, right? From your Hamilton days, the brewery, not the man. Uh, my my old cat when I was growing up. Oh boy! Ooh, <laughs> trying to get away from the cat stuff. Yeah, <laughs> this is becoming a cat podcast. <laughs> Last cat reference, but uh, quickly, I've got a story about other cats. Uh, oh my God! Are you no, joking? I, I, I am joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Uh, I'm drinking a uh, this is a collaboration between um, Wellington Brewery and Nickelbrook, and it is a dry hopped sour with blueberry and pear, entitled "Come and Float." Mm, that was part of the uh, the series of anniversary collabs they did, right? That's right. They had the four different uh, collaborations that Wellington did that our friends sent down to us from Wellington. Um, and I don't usually lean sour, but this is quite good. I, all those were really good. I think I, I think I gave away the one with coffee. Sorry, but all of them were uh, very good. All the ones I had. I don't know if those are still for sale or what, but Wellington's doing some good stuff these days for sure. Yeah, we talked about their brewery, right? They have a big tap room there now. Um, and I did we? I, not not on air, but I, oh. I drove past it during COVID, and I wanted to go in, but I didn't have an opportunity. But it looks like they've got a big operation, and I don't think I think it's fairly new. That's your story. I drove by their tap room, and I looked like I wanted to go in. Oof! And it and it looked really good. I was <laughs> We're bringing the tempted. heat tonight, folks. We're bringing the heat tonight. Uh, so we we are bringing a lot of uh, viewer. I would say viewer mail. They're listeners. No one's watching us. We got a lot of listener mail. We should get to that. Um, bottle but tokes. T- want to talk about BTS? <laughs> uh, sure. You know what I mean. Very effective way of uh, of consuming your your concentrates. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it's no hot knives, but uh, who wants to who wants to do hot knives in their kitchen? Who I mean, even has hash anymore? I remember hash being around as a high schooler, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just not looking for it. It's in OCS now. I was told by a mutual friend of ours that he had acquired some from. You can, uh, you can buy it from the government online now. No, he bought it in a dispensary. Oh, uh, okay. I'm sure I could make it. I've been growing uh, cannabis this year for the first time, and uh, I have a lot of it. <laughs> I don't even really smoke it anymore, but I thought it'd be fun to to grow it. And I had four plants per the law. One of them was male, so I had to kill it. The other three, uh, pretty robust yield. I actually thought I would, I've trimmed them and dried them and I was putting the the buds into jars tonight and I thought I had enough. One plant filled three huge mason jars with buds. So I have to find some more mason jars. And uh, my friends who like to smoke cannabis are never going to be without when they come to my home for the next, I don't know, few years probably. So yeah. the the process for for hash, if you were wondering how to actually make it yourself, yeah, let's turn the show into a hash tutorial. <laughs> I would be so, interested in that. I'm sure someone else would. So this is my understanding. I haven't done any real re- research on it, but um, 
the crystals that come off of the flowers, uh, when you're sifting through it, they accumulate, and that's called kiff. And once that you have enough of that kiff, you can press it into into a more condensed format, and that winds up being your hashish. That sounds like bullshit. Someone's listening to this and either like, yep, he's got it. Someone's well, going gonna to email us. We'll find out next week. Anyway, enough about drugs. <laughs> um, should we get to some mail? Sure, sure. Do you want to uh, be the mail? Do you want to open the mailbag? Um, the first one is actually was a nice segue from me when you said we had viewer mail. Um, and someone says, hi, Ben. You and Chris sound so handsome. Fuck off. <laughs> Why don't you release video of the podcast? I want to see if your faces and bodies match the handsome voices I hear. No one's love <laughs> Gina. Gina, huh? It might be Gina. Okay, you know what? I'll do a screen grab right now and post it on Instagram so that everyone can see we're not handsome. All right, now on to real, I mean, to the next one. Um, Now this, in a fun coincidence, this comes from Gina. Uh, Come on. And her message is, uh, her, her, (laughs) it's from Gina. Okay. Hi, Ben. Gina here. Beer has always been associated with powerful men and important events. Tell us about one. That's such a weird, such a weird question. I was like, someone is fucking with us. Beer has always been associated with events and powerful men. Powerful men and important events. Tell us about one. I don't know if that's a powerful man or an important event or an important event hosted by a powerful man. I honestly can't think of a single instance of beer being associated with a powerful man. It's really, it's a really weird question. Oh, uh, we but, could talk about Andre the Giant and his propensity to drink. I know you are a big fan of Andre the Giant. Uh, I am apparently his record: 114 beers in one sitting. Now that's a powerful man. And he always had. He still had wine with dinner. And he still had wine with dinner. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've been hearing you tell that tale for a while, so I knew it was coming. Um, got another question here, and this one comes in from Ian. Uh, Ian says, Hey Ben, I noticed most of these emails did not include me, but that's fine. It's your show. I'm a temporary part-time co-host. Anyway. Hey Ben question for your Q and a section of the podcast. What's one beer that you thought would be great, but wasn't Conversely, hmm. what's one beer you expected to be awful. And it turned out to be better than you hoped. Thanks. That's a good question. It's a tricky question. Um, I did have a beer recently that I didn't have high hopes for, and I apologized if the brewers of that beer are listening. Um, but I had picked up a single can of Paniza Brewing Company Premium Pilsner. I hope I'm saying that right. P A N I Z A. Paniza. Paniza. Um, and my first uh, my first knowledge of this brewery was that they popped up on Facebook on like a sponsored ad, and it, the ad was a little cheesy. And it was like award-winning beer, no details of the award. So I was like, what award did you win? And uh, they answered like with a homebrewing award. And I was like, you're advertising like a homebrewing award on your commercial beer. And the person was like, actually DM me and was like, 
don't be a dick. Like I know your show. Please don't be a dick. Well, here I am being a dick. <laughs> but I saw the beer in the LCBO and I was like, okay, I should talk this beer. I should at least try it. It was lovely. A really nice German Pilsner. I uh, quite enjoyed it. So that was one where my expectations weren't the highest and uh, I was pleasantly surprised. That happens from time to time. I feel like you get into a place where you're like, I already know what this beer is going to taste like. Cause you're just like, well, I'm just like a snob. Like, well, I've been around long enough. I know what I'm getting into. And then you're like, wow, this is actually quite good. So it, it's really nice when you have those moments. Another one I would say, I don't typically buy the beers from Ace Hill, uh, the, you know, marketing forward contract brewery, Ace Hill, uh, on principle. So I'm not really sure if their lineup, maybe their lineup's great, but someone gave me their cayenne pepper Rattler and, uh, said they're obsessed with it and i was like okay i'll try it out it was pretty good i mean if you're into a rattler that's actually spicy it's uh it's pretty interesting on the flip side as i'm saying this i'm trying to think of a beer when i was expecting it to be great and it wasn't um i had um farmageddon i love farmageddon first of all so before people freak out um but i had some i still have some in the cellar and in the fridge i had a 2018 Farmageddon with cherries that I was thought was going to be mind blowing. And it was just so tart. And I don't know if my palate has changed and I can't do tart anymore, but Hmm. I couldn't finish it. I was like, this is going to give me fucking acid reflux. And I couldn't do it. So Farmageddon has historically been one of my faves. And I was like, Oh, 2018 cherries. And I poured it out. Sounds like your pal has changed a little bit. Worried about acid reflex? Maybe you're an old man, perhaps? It could be, man. I can't handle the tartness anymore. It's true. It's really true. How about you? You got any pleasant surprise beers? Or unpleasant surprise beers? Um... I guess sometimes uh, when a brewery really takes off, that they, they occasionally lose their consistency from what you fell in love with and then when they were a little bit smaller batch and uh, uh i love jutsu from bellwoods and and i thought that you know that that took a bit of a dip when when they opened their second location and just were producing more of it i think it's come back now but there was a time when i was occasionally disappointed with what i was expecting to be a fantastic beer wow uh, Look at us, a couple of old guys shit-talking Bellwoods. We're losing well, well, like, half no, our I'm, listeners tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I said it came back. Anyway, Roman Candle is my favorite beer, so I'll just back off on that a little bit. Um, <laughs> and a beer, not a beer that I expected to be awful, but I don't really get into the hard seltzer business too much, but uh, I was golfing a couple of weeks ago and had a Bangarang, which is a local London yeah, that's seltzer pretty, company. I think that's made it equals here in London. And let me tell you, it was damn good. Really? Yeah. I think the guys at Beer Lab, when they were on the show, were talking about Bangarang as well. They're they're into seltzer and making their own seltzer now too. I actually had their seltzer. It was good. Oh yeah. It's a little different than what you'd get from your kind of your your white claws and some of those the major names in that space. But uh, it was pretty good. It was definitely different, but it was uh, I thought it was good. Thanks for your question, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> i swear these are fake like i love that people I'm, I'm like in disbelief that people are still contacting us at the rate they do so i love it thank you fans and listeners 
Folks, are you like me? Do you like supporting independent breweries? Yeah, you do. What better independent brewery to support right now than the Indie Alehouse? Indie is right in the name, so you know they're independent. They're located in Toronto. Uh, their brew pub is in the Junction, and they have a brewery in Italy in the Manulife Center as well. Of course, these are weird times for going out. Maybe you're not ready. Maybe you don't even live in Toronto. That's okay. You can still try the delicious beers that they're making at the Indie Ale House because they made it easy. Beer to your door, ordered from the comfort and safety of your own home. That's my favorite way to order things. You got free delivery anywhere in Toronto if you order 12 beers or more and a flat rate anywhere else in Ontario. Why not order a stay-home pale ale? $1 from every can of stay-home purchased will be donated to the fund that supports their employees that have been temporarily laid off due to COVID-19. Check them out at IndieAleHouse.com. Okay, here's one, a good one for you, Ben. This one comes from Randall. And Randall says, my girlfriend is always doing wine pairings with food, i.e. Chardonnay with feta, Pinot with milk chocolate, Syrah with small toasts. Uh, hoping you could suggest some ways that beer works too. I'd like to impress her. Maybe in time for Valentine's Day. It does not sound made up. It sounds like we wrote that. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, like, I don't know what small toasts are, but I'm sure Syrah goes with them. And and I left this guy trying to impress maybe in time for Valentine's Day. It's, it's like four it's months away. It's great. I do question them. Was milk chocolate and Pinot one of the pairings? It was. That sounds fucking disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know okay, so on the off chance that Randall's real... <laughs> and that his girlfriend's real. I mean, her, I'm not sure about her pairings. Um, I do think that beer and food pairing does not get talked about enough. So, well, let's talk about it. Um, I think beer has way more potential to be, to to pair with food than wine. I mean, wine is grapes, and you know, it's a pretty, it's kind of a one hit wonder. Um, you know, beer's made of four ingredients, and there's lots of different ways that it can play off food. And beer has the advantage of being carbonated too, so that carbonation can cut through a lot of heavy stuff and a lot of fats the way that you would rely on really just acidic wine. So um, again, it's all taste. Um, Like people are going to like pairing things differently than other people. I, for example, um, I've never really found a good beer and food pairing for a a really... um, like a really bitter IPA. I just don't think it, anything really works for me. Same with a really heavily roasted stout or something dark. I, people will say chocolate. I, I, I'd reject all pairing of beer with candy. I think it's disgusting. So obviously to each their own. But if you have something like, um, I don't know, like a Cezanne or a Goza or Belgian Pale Ale, Berliner Weiss, there's a lot of, beers that go amazing with food um, because they're super complex, right? But they're, they still have a good balance. Um, typically something with a little acidity pairs with uh, food best. Um, but I also just sometimes don't care. Like I'm like, I'm eating a thing I like and I'm drinking a beer I like, like I'm going to have this burger on the menu cause it looks fucking awesome. And I'm going to have that beer cause it sounds fucking awesome. If they happen to work out. Okay. At home, I will be like, okay, I'm cooking dinner. Let's find something that works. Like tonight I made a carbonara. The only thing handy was this porter. I was like, mm, not going to do a porter and carbonara. So I, I am conscious of it, but less pretentiously so than perhaps in 
earlier times, but I think you just want to figure out if you want to go like pairing with like or um, pairing to contrast. So think about whether you're going bitter, funky, earthy, sweet, sour with your food, and then think about if the beers either are the same or the exact opposite. And then get down to some Valentine's Day beer and food humping. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little strawberry dipped in chocolate and just coat her with like a nice coffee stout. Just are you saying pour it on her? Yes. Oh, man. You're so romantic. Well, it's Valentine's Day pretty soon. Yeah. That was a good answer. I'm sure you recall uh, your, your beer tasting or beer pairing event that you hosted at, at the only on King years ago. Oh yeah, which I was you know thankful enough to be your guest for, and there was a lot of good pairings there, at, which worked well with. I think we had some ceviche. There was, uh, and then there was a red meat element. Um, but I tend to agree with you that Berliner Weiss, that kind of stuff, that's a bit lighter. If you if you get into something that's a bit too heavy, the bitter IPA you mentioned, stouts, sort of dominates the flavor of food. I mean, why a lot of people like wine with food is because it's a bit subtle while you're having it. Yeah. I forgot about that event. That was fun. The only on King rest in peace. Good restaurant here that now gone. Okay. Let's get on to the next one here. Okay. Um, let's do it. This one is short and to the point and comes from Royce. Uh, and he says, or Hoyce, if he's Brazilian, his message is collective arts opens in Toronto news or snooze. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, past news now, right? It's been open for a minute, but, it's uh, interest, it's great interesting news. to go into Toronto. Uh, it's a little, a little atypical to make the move into Toronto. And a lot of times you see stuff move out of Toronto for economic reasons or space or whatever else. Yeah. I mean, collective arts has big, big plans. I mean, I, I, they're just going to keep getting bigger and bigger. You can tell, but they're doing it right. I mean, the, there's not much to dislike about collective arts. They are making awesome beers, supporting local artists. They're making a point of including diversity in their uh, artists and the people involved with their beer making. Um, I mean, their beer is awesome. Um, so yeah, not, that's news for sure. I don't live in Toronto anymore, but fuck, I wish we had a collective arts brew pub in my neighborhood. Um, it's, I never managed to go to the six, but from what I'm hearing, it's I didn't miss anything. So I think that's a big upgrade. Uh, weird time to open anything, but I'm sure they'll make a go of it. So news, not snooze. Royce Hoist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ben, next next message here from a viewer. It comes from Sid. Uh, and Sid says, Hi, Ben. Just wanted to let you know how much I'm enjoying your podcast. It's a great combination of good information, humor, mainly yours, and fun. I thought the silly episodes were pretty stupid, but all the other ones <laughs> wow. were really good. Thanks. <laughs> Although I did laugh one time during the one with Skeletor. Okay. Yeah. My That's son was definitely a, a love it or hate it episode. <laughs> my son was a Skeletor, a Skeletor fan way, way back. So, all right. So she's dating herself a little bit there. Anyway. I think Sid is a man. Anyway. Okay. Uh, in the episode I listened to today, Shake That Healthy Butt, talked about <laughs> Ontario Pilsners quite a bit. At one point you went through a fairly lengthy list. I wanted to bring one to your attention you may not have heard of because the brewery is small. It's Stonehouse Pilsner. Mm. 
the brew op is a one-man show owned and run by my Corey. It's located just outside Varna, of the right? tiny village of Varna. I yeah, know, yeah. So. But I think trouble pilsers. reading right now. Like this is no, big. no. It's this. It's like a seven seven hundred fifty words. So I'm just trying to kind of slide <laughs> through it pretty well. We can cut um, to the chase. Great, great beer. Good spot. Chris, you and I went there together on the way to your cottage. We did. It was. It's it's a fantastic pilsner. Um, I went Very with nice. my cousin's husband uh, one time, and he's an inquisitive gentleman, and 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 we've got you know, a good 40 minute spiel on, on the Pilsner, which, uh, you know, he tries to mimic the, the spring water from a Creek in the Czech Republic that he visited mm. one time when he was younger and match the mineral and pH content there as best he can. And you know, he's trying his best to be super authentic to the Czech Pilsner style. And I think he does a pretty good job of it. It's a, it's a pretty tasty beer. Yeah. I think we got a case that was like a boys weekend at your cottage in in the winter back when you could still do such things. That's right. It was legal. That was, <laughs> that was the weekend where you completely lost control of your ability to speak. And it was amazing because we were playing poker. <laughs> it's highly frustrating. My mind oh, still I worked, know. but yes. my mouth did not. I'm remembering this now. You were sitting beside me playing poker and you were trying to talk <laughs> and aware that the words weren't coming out properly. And you're getting so mad. You're like, <laughs> just like gibberish. And you're like, damn it. Like, why can't I speak? And you left the poker table and you went to the room beside uh, the side of your cottage, your folks bedroom, I, I think. Yep. And you, <laughs> all the lights on fully clothed, you lay sideways, like across the bed and just fell asleep for the rest of the night. Like early on, you're done. <laughs> well, I believed that my brain wasn't as wasted as my mouth, but uh, falling asleep with all the lights on and all my clothes on was probably an indicator that, my mouth might have been closer. I swear you were like cross-armed too, like just like board straight sideways across the bed. <laughs> that's amazing. Maybe that's what the Pilsner does to you if you drink too much. I don't know. It's probably the bots. Anyway. It's probably the bots. Next question. Thanks, Sid. And uh, don't make it seem like we didn't like your long email. Chris just has a hard uh, time reading late at night. No, I just, it was, it was, uh, you know what? I'm a long email, long form email guy myself. Um, but um, if you come up with questions, if, if there's a more likely they'll make it on air if, if they're presented in a cohesive and. Uh, oh, you're laying down manner. rules now as the mailmaster. Okay. I like it. Keep Ain't it short. We got time for that. We got shit to do. <laughs> we got to talk about cats. We don't have time That's to read right. your long ass emails. Okay. Speaking of cats, the next question comes from Tom recently. Oh boy. Is this question really from someone named Tom? It is. Fun coincidence. Um, Tom asks, are you guys ever considering do a portion, doing a portion of the show in French? Le Français? Uh, oui, oui. Je I parle don't... français petit peu, ben oui. ne pas. Je parle français un petit peu aussi, mais ne pas très bien. Hmm. And so the answer, Tom, is yes, and that was it. You're welcome. <laughs> that is the extent of our French, unfortunately. I mean, I took French till grade 12, so uh, that was a long time ago. Sorry. No. Well, that's pretty good. I, I only took through grade 10, but um, I consider myself fluent. Hmm. Well, I consider myself handsome. Okay, so I think we're, we're through for this week's 
um, listener email. Okay, that's fine. So thanks, thanks for your emails, everyone. Uh, keep them coming. Beerandbullshit.ca slash contact seems to be by far the most popular way to get in touch with our show. Although we are establishing a small but mighty following on Instagram and uh, Twitter. So thank you to everyone who's checking us out. And uh, yeah, if you're uh, listening and you like it when you hear, give us a rating. Maybe don't base it on this show, this episode, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) ratings do help. So if you're digging it, help us out. And I promise we'll be back with, uh, we'll be back with beer people, ASAP and lots of good ones. Um, Chris, before we go, I was thinking we could recommend something that we are either uh, reading or watching, but we need to talk about um, Say by the Bells coming back as something that we shared a love of as children. In a fun coincidence, I was just talking to my wife earlier tonight about the Say by the Bell reunion. Really? I was. I'm legitimately a little bit excited for it. Like I watched a lot. I mean, we both did. I'm very familiar with virtually every episode, even the Miss Bliss stuff that started it out. So it looks kind of funny. It looks tongue in cheek. So I'm into it. I mean, I was always a bit of more of a Mikey fan than Slater fan, but Slater eventually won me over. I was a big fan of Tori. I'm 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 upset that she's not involved. You know who else isn't involved? Yes, I do. Screech and Lisa? I mean, come on. What are they up to? Well, I think Lisa has some serious mental health issues. I don't know if that is a good reason to exclude anyone. And uh Dustin Diamond is just a dick. Like he's just not a good person. He's like he stabbed someone. Like he's in jail time. He's he take he took a turn. Well, I was talking um, to Lena today, tonight about his sex tape from back in the day. Oh, I forgot he had a that. sex tape. So it was leaked. I'm in quotes on the leaked right. part, yeah, yeah. but it was clear that he had just paid two hookers to be in it, and they just made fun of him the whole time. <laughs> did they really? <laughs> this is what I heard. I, I did not take the time to watch it. it was not, at the time, it was not quite as easily accessible as things would be today, but maybe I'll watch it before I get into the reading. Yeah, that's for sure at the click of a mouse these days. <laughs> Uh yeah, he's not uh, not a good guy, and I don't think Mr. Belding's in it either. Which maybe he'll make an appearance because I mean you need Dicky B in there. You know what his sex tape was called? Screech. No. Screeched. Saved by the smell. <laughs> Should I just keep reading about um, Screech? This is what the show is about now. <laughs> My favorite Dustin Diamond is that I uh, I thought he was um, Mike D's brother. That was like a that was a common myth dustin diamond was mike d brother of mike d is he not no oh my god i still believe that (laughs) just shattered my world yeah no he's not mike d's brother (laughs) i'm genuinely shocked by that i thought that was a real thing this episode of beer and bullshit is going to be called uh saved by the smell for sure (laughs) um but speaking of good things to watch and uh read um uh, I've been really into the Legends of the Old West podcast. It's been on for like 11 seasons now, but I've just found it, which is perfect so I can binge things. Um, it started out with like a, a handful of episodes about different things, but then each season now delves into like one story. All of season two is about Tombstone and the shootout at the OK Corral. All of season three was about a certain uh, period in Jesse James' life. It's it's really good. If you're at all into westerns, uh, I highly recommend 
checking it out. That's my plug for this week. They don't need my help though. They're, they're a very popular podcast. So, you know what I kind of liked? I watched was um, Hoops. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's a cartoon. Just one know. season. Easily consumable. It's called. Uh, it's with Jake Johnson from New Girl. Oh yeah. The basketball coach in Kentucky of a high school team, and he just is like the biggest asshole you've ever met. And he and he's just so profane the whole time. It's pretty. It's just so over the top. Lena sits in the other room doing her schoolwork. Like, what are you watching? And it, I bet he. I bet he says fuck like sixty times an episode. Uh, and is it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. It's like ten episodes, maybe or nine episodes for the whole thing. I like Jake Johnson. He's funny. It's pretty easy content. It's like just you know what, probably just have fun with it, uh, Jake. It's probably what they said. <laughs> just just be the biggest asshole you could possibly be. Do you think there's a lot of crossover of people that think it's related to hoop dreams? No. Oh. Well, I guess we'll keep it short and sweet this week, Christopher. Thanks for uh, being on the show and uh, for our faithful listeners and uh, our uh, lovely people who reached out to contact us. Thank you very much. We'll be back next week with beer people. I promise. And that brings us back to the present and the Zach Attacks reunion concert. Friends forever. It's a nice idea.